know sometimes like the pushback has been like oh like we want to be like more diverse but we can't find anybody and it wasn't just the talent in front of the camera like the crew the advertising production you know there's so many like people black people people of color that just need access to these uh, opportunities and spaces so i think it kind of proved that the show there was like a sitcom that was on later on that day Yes. You are listening to Colour Out the Box. Hello and welcome to Colour Out the Box podcast where we talk creativity, life and explore our culture. As always, this is Mo. So join the conversation, use the hashtag Colour Out the Box on all social media, including Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And as you know, each week I'm joined by a guest, and today is my favourite faux sister who started the podcast with me <laughs> many years ago. One of my favourite people, Jay. Wow. <laughs> that so is... Jay, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So what an introduction. Thank you. It's the only it's not even worthy, actually, of such an esteemed guest. <laughs> well, this is also my favourite podcast. I, guess, I think we're both pretty bu- pretty biased. This is my favourite <laughs> podcast. <laughs> good, good. That's the right answer. Yeah. So, Jay, um, each week I ask a guest an icebreaker question. So, this week I wanted to ask you, what fashion trend would you bring back if you could? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, shoulder pads. Always. Really? Yeah. 80s shoulder pads. You know, like a Janet Jackson video with, with you know, with the blazer, with a really pointy blazer. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and like gold buttons and stuff. Yeah. I would bring that back. See, I do like a power blazer every now and then, but mm. I'm not sure if I'm ready for like full-on 80s shoulder pads to come back because you yeah, do look like I, a rectangle. I, 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 I have a few things with shoulder pads anyway, so maybe it's maybe that's why. Okay, I'm already I like, in that trend. I like it. So 80s shoulder, killing yeah. with the shoulders, yeah. Mm. Um, I would bring back, you know, um, like our native wear, um, like Iro and Buba. Yeah. I would bring back the short version of it. You know, like, I think oh. that's like, I don't know from what, maybe like the 80s or like 90s. Like, But you know, when they used to fold it in half, the yeah. short version. You know, very, very made in Lagos. Oh, I love those. <laughs> I think, do you know what? It actually came back for a little bit mm. and then it left. Yeah. Because I remember going to a wedding and that was what they... You know, that was what people were wearing at the wedding. Yeah. The short, the short one. And even just like rapper and like basically Iro and Booba, for those that yeah. don't know, is like a blouse and then you like a wrapper, which you can like tie as a skirt. Mm. Um, even that, I would like to just bring back in general. Like, I think sometimes the native wear, it, it becomes quite complicated, beautiful, yeah. but it's yeah. quite complicated. And I think taking it back to like more simple style would be nice. So yeah. I like that. 
back yeah. to basics. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. No, that's a that's a good look. I like that. So, me and Jay are going to be wearing our power blazers and <laughs> our wrapper skirts. So, don't watch us. <laughs> okay, let's start the podcast. Okay, so before we um, get into everything, um, on the last couple of episodes, I made a big fuss about bringing the podcast back after my hiatus. (laughs) Then I went missing again. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to say I apologize. Life, you know, is be life in. So I'm really, really going to try to be consistent. So thank you for everyone that has come back. You saw the notification, you thought, hmm, let's see what Mo is saying. Thank you. So if you are new, welcome. And if you are a returning guest, you know, welcome as well. I, you know, I always love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's laughing at me because like when we used to do the pod together, that we would always be like, yeah, let's be consistent. We'd be consistent yeah, then we miss a yeah. week. <laughs> but it's hard. I know it's such, it's such a hard thing to to do isn't it especially when life throws some things at you yeah yeah like I went I've gone from not having a job to having a job and running my own business so life is really happening at the moment so yeah yeah, it's quite busy okay so we are um, recording in October I think it's October the I don't even know 17th and we're midway through Black History Month. So I thought, let, let's talk about it. So, Jay, I feel like Black History Month this year feels a bit different cause, because for the first time, it's actually being covered at work. <laughs> like, they've acknowledged it. Yeah. How, how has it been for you? Well, yeah, same. So what I'm finding quite different this year is I'm seeing the acknowledgement but I'm not seeing any content. I'm not seeing any, like, you know, they're not producing anything. So at work, I got an email saying, it's Black History Month. Mm. Let, we're set, so this month, we'll be, we're going to recognize that it's Black History Month. That was it. Have they done any activities? No. Or- no. Ah. You see, my work, they've kind of gone for it. Oh, so it's like, oh, it's Black History Month. And I was like, okay, and then there's all of these events and, you know, there's, <laughs> you can, there's a reading list. There's a, right, okay. <laughs> there's a what to watch on TV. Um, you know, it, it's, it's very different to what I've been used to previously mm. um, in different jobs. And it's never really been acknowledged and if it has, it's been it's it's been very like light touch. It's just been like, oh, it's Black History Month this month, and then everyone just moves on. Yeah. Um. But this is the f- this has been the first time that it's been properly like done, and I feel like it's been, you know, following last year's events. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be um high on the agenda. It is. It is, and I don't know. Some of it, I feel like it's kind of just falling through the cracks where. They've recognized it, but the actual content from it is missing. 
Mm. Well, I like it. it. Sounds I like what your company did. At least they've given you a reading list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So also what happened, because I, I feel like I haven't recorded in such a long time, we had, you know, the black to front um, kind of like TV schedule on Channel 4 that happened yeah. last month, but it's kind of gone into Black History Month because High Life continued. Um, yeah. What What did you think of all that? So basically Channel 4 dedicated a whole day of um, basically showing um, TV shows that featured or were about Black people and, and specifically Black British people. What did you think? I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it Ooh. was great. Um, it it you, you can really see why representation matters. I mean, they they were really good. I mean, even the ads had to have black representation. So it was literally the whole day. And yeah, it was just really interesting to see how that you can develop shows, you can develop programs with representation. Mm. There's like there's no excuse anymore. So I really loved that programming. Um, what was your favorite like show from the day? So I loved the breakfast show. I thought that was that was just full of it was just jokes all the way. So that was great. Did the you breakfast. watch the Big Breakfast before? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I've never heard of it. Ah, uh, you know what? Maybe by the time you came to the UK, <laughs> it wasn't a yeah, thing was, So Big Breakfast show is another one of those things where I wasn't here. <laughs> I forget you, you like, you didn't grow up here. So I'm just yeah. like, what do you mean you didn't see it? <laughs> I know we always have these conversations where we're like, yeah. no, that was, I didn't see that one. Um, um, yes, I love that. Okay. That was my, that was probably my favorite. Oh, that's interesting for someone that's never watched it because I was worried that it would just be like us enjoying it that are being like n nostalgic. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to know that someone that's never watched it before actually enjoyed the format. Yeah, I mean, there's well, there was really nothing you couldn't enjoy about it because. It was it had the com com comedic aspect, and then it was also current affairs. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just really funny. It was just, and you know, because of what it was, you could really tell that they were just putting so much into it, and just you know, having a great time. You could just see, you could just feel the sense of fun from mm. the guys who were doing the show. Um, and that and that was fronted by Moda comedian. And um, AJ Adudu, am I saying yeah. that correct? I yeah. Hope. Um, but yeah, I thought they were really good pairings. So I hope maybe it's not just a one-off because I think they kind of like just were testing the waters. I hope that maybe this could lead to more or even just them doing something together because I thought they actually had a quite good chemistry, like presenting they chemistry. They bounced off each other really well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What did you think of um, High Life, which actually was a series? Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. I mean, I'm a I enjoy reality TV as much as Me the next too. person. Me so too. I I thought I thought it was interesting. You know what? I just thought it is what it is for reality TV. I'm not 
when you're watching these things, you're not looking for any like in-depth conversation. You know, there's no, it's not like a social justice document. It, it is what it is. <laughs> and yeah, it was pretty, but there were some interesting bits as well, because I love how they showed families, mm. especially relationships between some of the kids and their parents and just even some of the romantic relationships. And then with um, there's one of the, the girls that they follow in the show is Irene and her kind of journey on freezing her eggs. So really interesting conversations and yeah, giving a, a bit of spotlight on things that we don't usually see on TV fronted by black people. Exactly. I feel like me and you, and I've probably had this conversation with other people as well. My thing is that I, I just wanted to see like black people just doing everyday things and yeah. just be normal and average. And it's not everyday like black excellence and it's not yeah. everyday black trauma, if you get what I mean. Like sometimes it's just like yeah. just the everyday kind of stuff but yeah I I that was one of my favorite shows like from the day and I watched the whole series I think um Irene's um storyline of um egg freezing and going through that fertility treatment was so important yeah and um especially for you know women like ourselves who are thinking about you know what to do it was Mm. nice to even though it was still quite light touch but it was just nice to see like somebody that was open to share like that story as well yeah and and I think it and I've seen online and I've seen also within like my circle of friends it opened up a whole conversation about you know would you consider you know doing you know the egg freezing route or you Mm. you know also, also people talking about different types um, of ways to become a parent. So one of my yeah. friends, we were having a whole discussion about adoption and fostering. Um, and also having those conversations about people that maybe don't want to pursue having children as well. Just having that open conversation. I mean, you have discussed that loads of times here on the podcast. Yeah, we have, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, it was just great to to just see, because I think we all probably have read about those conversations or maybe seen documentaries about those conversations, but we're just not really represented as black women, you know? So it was really a nice angle to have um, as part of it. But also, yeah, it was, you know, that's obviously a really serious thing, but then there's also other aspects that were not that serious as well. So it's like having that dimension that, all these different things can exist at the same time, Mm. you know? We can just be as shallow and frivolous as, you know, the Made in Chelsea, (laughs) the Made in Chelsea um, show as well. Like, we had, like, the wedding um, where we saw um, um, Tommy and Camille get married and they showed their traditional wedding, which I thought was great. And they um, explained some of the traditions involved. Yeah, that was so good. Mm. 
and then you have like the hijinks of um copy i i really like her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love seeing her pink hair and just like bringing the the, the high drama like you yes know, exactly. i love it a touch of nollywood yeah. like was in <laughs> in the program <laughs> And, you know, and I'm like, some people are like, oh, they didn't like it because of that. But I'm like, look, it's a reality show. That's what it is. Mm. Then, the, you know, that's how all these other reality shows are. So it's just great that we have a black version of that, that, you know, let's yeah. just have all the different spectrums of it. Yeah. And and even I'd I'd love it for them to do another season and expand it because obviously yeah. it was mainly focused on um Ghanaians and Nigerians but I would, lo- I would love to see like people from like you know the Caribbean and people from different parts of um you know Africa just having their input because that's the great thing about London it's it's quite diverse in that aspect like you yeah, have people yeah. from all over from all over the um, black diaspora mm. basically yeah and that's I think that's probably what we we have to wait and see. It's like, okay, great. They've done this whole day, but where does it go from there? So is it, do we just get that day and then that's it? Or are they actually going to incorporate some of these programs into their normal scheduling? Mm. What do you think of some of the, the pushback that came from people saying that, you know, it's why, why do you need a whole day for, for the so, black people? Yeah, so the pushback, I get, well, there was also pushback from like the black community, right? Mm. Because they felt it was quite tokenism. Yeah. And I I understand that argument as well. But at the same time, I just think that we, maybe, I don't know if this was Channel 4's thinking, but I think we just need to show them what what can what can what it can look like Mm. like what would it actually look like so you just have to kind of give an example of what would a you know big breakfast show fronted by um black presenters look like what would a a black reality tv show look like what if you did this some property developing show and it's fronted by a black person? Like, what would it look like? Because we don't know because we've just mm. never had it. So I think it is needed because we just have to show people what it would look like. And when you see what it would look like, you're like, oh, this is great. This is, like, it's amazing. So there's nothing to, you know, there's nothing to be scared of. There's, like, the numbers... I guess with TV shows, it's all about the numbers, but, you know, yeah, so I, I'm I'm just like, we just need to have them. Mm. I think it was nice to actually also see and prove that there is talent out there. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, because, you know, sometimes, like, the pushback has been like, oh, like, we want to be, like, more diverse, but... We can't find anybody. And it wasn't just the talent in front of the camera, like the crew, the advertising, production. You know, there's so many like people, black people, people of color that just need access to these uh, opportunities and spaces. So I think it kind of proved that show. There was like a sitcom that was on later on that day. Yes. Um, I'll look it up actually, but you go on. 
yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was a really cute show about these two black girls, I think in their twenties and living in London and Korea and love and stuff like that. And it was a pilot, but it was such a great show. And like you said, behind it, the creator is black, the writer was black, the director. Um, and that was such a cute show. Like, I, and I hope that's one of the shows that kind of makes it to <laughs> their regular scheduling. So it was called Big Age. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And um, the writer um, is um, Bolu um, Babalola. Um, yes. So um, she's she's got quite a good following on um, social media, um, has gone like viral for a few of her um, like threads that she's done, but also is a very accomplished writer as well. Yeah. 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 Well, moving off from back, black to front. So we hope we see more of that. What's been your like um, Black History Month some highlights? Have you gotten out to anything or gone to any events? To be fair, I did try to go to an event. Um, I think you did as well. So there was a, the movie premiere for the The Harder They Fall. Ah, uh, yes, called. yeah. So um, we are parable. We're kind of having an event where at Soho House, and I think that was part of Soho House's Black History Month <laughs> event, which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. We'll take it. We'll take it. You, you know, they've opened the, they've opened the the door to their house. You know, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the other. So I yeah. So I've signed up for a few movie stuff. Okay. So a few film, film related Black History Month things. Yeah, I I didn't get tickets to that either. I I was quite gutted actually. Hi guys. Um. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but just had to add in a small disclaimer. I did actually end up going to watch the screening. Um, it was, as I said, it was organised by We Are Parable and we went to a screening at the Charlotte Hotel. Um, the film was absolutely amazing and I'll probably discuss it in more detail on a future in a future episode. Um, but I think my favourite thing was... This was a great story which centered black people outside of our experience of experiencing racism. So it was just it was just a nice change. Um it's action-packed, loads of things going on. Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go and watch it and I'm sure I'll probably discuss it again on a future episode. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't either. And I'm really interested to see the film as well because um, it's basically, it's a Western, isn't it? Yeah, it's a black um, Western. Yeah. Directed which... by Seal's brother. That's a, that's a fact I didn't know. Yeah, that it's true? Seal's brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, what's his name? I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he's got a name other than Seal's brother. I have look it no up. idea what his name is. <laughs> Let me actually well, look it up. But we should know because... Yeah. And it's a Netflix film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Produced by Jay-Z. Let me go on to the IMBD. Seal's brother, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it stars Idris Elba as well. Yeah. And Regina King. Yes. 
Um, oh, and it's got that guy, um, Jonathan um, Majors. Oh, yes. He, yes, yeah. he's in it as well. Very good looking guy. Very good looking. And Lakeith um, Stanfield? Le- yes, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting character in real life as well. He is. He's, yeah, he is. <laughs> I didn't see him at... I didn't see him at any of the like movie premiere pictures. Okay, so the director who's Seal's brother is called Jemez Jemez Samuel. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, I actually don't know what Seal's name is. Okay, that's interesting, but <laughs> that's for another day. But yeah. yeah, it's it's a western. So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing that. I will watch it when it comes out on Netflix, obviously. But yeah. I was hoping to go to screening. But let's see. Let's see if we can try and go get to an event to, to watch it. We'll we'll have a look. Um for me, um I've gone to a few different events. Um so I went to the black owned hackney market we've been before Mm. we went to the carnival special that was quite nice and everything so basically it's all like black owned um kind of like market vendors and you can get like food gifts homewares fashion all that kind of stuff it was actually quite nice um and then also i'm due to visit the black pound day um pop-up shop in westfield shepherd's bush have you heard about that I've I've heard of Black Pound Day, but I didn't know they were doing a pop up. Yeah, Westfield. they've got a pop up shop in um in the Westfield. The only thing I would say it's in the Shepherd's Bush one. I thought it would have been in the Stratford one. Yeah, yeah. But actually, maybe it is better that it's in the it's in the Shepherd's Bush one. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it like you know so to expand to like a different demographic yeah, oh yeah that was, that's actually what i should have said yeah that would have sounded a no, lot nicer I hear if ya. i said it that way i hear yeah how how are you finding like um buying black and like supporting black businesses because it's something that i've been really trying mm-hmm. to actively do but it it can be challenging like how do you find it i find it easy yeah, ah. I, think it, I I guess, um, yeah, I just, for me, I guess I look, a lot of the fashion, so I do buy a lot of black-owned fashion labels. Mm-hmm. I do quite, I, um, and then perfume I've bought from a black-owned brand, um, books, obviously books as well, and... Yeah, and just I think just if supporting black owned businesses, yeah, I think it's it's getting easier for me, I would say. Yeah. I think it's getting easier. I think the only thing is I'm still enticed by the convenience of Yeah, I think I think the aim is not to <laughs> next like... day delivery. Like Amazon, I keep on saying every now and then that this is it, I'm I'm cutting yeah. it off. But that that Amazon Prime is um it's got it's got a chokehold on me at the moment. I'm not gonna lie. I think I think the aim is not to like go all like I don't think you can a hundred percent just no. buy from black owned businesses. I don't know if that's possible. But I think if we can divest some of our coins to black owned businesses, 
I think that helps. So I, and I, you know, I think it's better than not divesting anything at all. And then maybe just, obviously, maybe for some certain things that we're looking to buy, we might have to do a bit of legwork to find a black-owned version of it. Yeah. But they are out there. Well, what I have been doing is, like, not just products. I've been trying to get services as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for an accountant, um this week so I found an accountant who is a black Mm -hmm. woman which is always a bonus when uh, (laughs) it's a black woman as well um I've I've been looking for some like legal stuff so I've been trying to find a solicitor that is uh black as well so I've been trying to expand it out into like just like everyday like services that I need so something outside of because I think we tend to go for like things like beauty hair and food the big heavy focus but yeah yeah, you're right I think the services side might be a bit more challenging yeah yeah and there's like so many different businesses Mm. and there's so many different directories like so I just every time a directory pops up I bookmark it and be like okay I'll use that at some point if I'm looking for a particular service so going back to Black History Month do you think we need a Black History Month going forward? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I think we still need it. Because um, if you think about what is Black History Month, Black History Month is creating an awareness, right, about mm. Black history. When you take this country they're just not there yet in recognising black history. Well, I think it's more—it's just not recognising black history is part of the history of this country in a big way, world history. So I don't understand, like I went to school here and I don't understand why I learned about the Romans, the battles of Hastings, the Mm. war, but we leave out huge gaps about you know colonization yeah. and what was going on during the british empire like isn't that part of the history of the mm. country yeah exactly so until like black history kind of is maybe taught in schools and this the you know the and i mean in the same way that world history is taught then we're still going to need black history month mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nice it's 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 a nice month, but I think going back to your point, sometimes it does feel a little bit tokenistic. Yeah, it does. It does. Come like the thirty first of um October, <laughs> all the signage just gets taken down. <laughs> like so I was in Sainsbury's and they've mm. got flags around, you know, like And just to, just just sorry to interrupt yeah. you there, Jay. Just to mention, there are there are other supermarkets like Tesco's, um, <laughs> Asda, and um, <laughs> Morrison's. <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> yeah, there are. Um, so they had bunting, a Black History Month, mm. like bunting flag thing. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, but what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> so you've got a flag in your shop that says Black History Month. Okay. Well, like, that just so, so again that just doesn't 
it just doesn't I mean, go any the further British for do me. like bunting. They do like bunting. Yeah, they do um, like bunting in say. this country. <laughs> I, even I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> and they do like a they flag. They do like a flag, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that was them recognising it. I get what you mean. I think, I don't know. I I go between the corporates and the brands wanting to do, I, I go between them wanting them to do things and then, and it feeling very pandering yeah. and um, a bit cringy to like them not doing anything. And I'm like, why won't you acknowledge this exactly. this month? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. What what do we do? I, it, I don't even know what the answer is. <laughs> I think I think what we want to see is just some like real like initiatives and like you know putting money behind things and then also improving you know diversity and representation within their organizations and at, at a higher I'm level I just about to say yeah like you know when they say like oh we're very we're very multicultural and I'm like well let's see your board <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but I want to see what your boardroom looks like exactly but yeah Anyway, we move on. Um, yeah, let's move on from that. <laughs> this month, also in the last few days, there's been a lot of talk about black fishing appropriation. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to oh, discuss yes. that particular issue or individual Case. because, yeah, honestly, Jay, I think the advertising and publicity people have worked out an algorithm to monetize black outrage. So 100%. I'm not giving it that any energy. <laughs> 100%. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> However, I just want to mention that there was a, um, so do you know the singer Emanike? Yeah. Yes, yes. He actually did um, a, um, a Twitter thread First of all, he started mm-hmm. off with because he wanted to throw some shade at the individual, which he did. Yeah, he started off the thread by saying "Happy Black History Month," which is true. <laughs> <laughs> he shaded the appropriator, but then he yeah. went on to like highlight black women artists such as um, Brie Runaway, Runway. So I always say Runaway, Runway. Ray Black and loads of other people mm-hmm. that are talented artists doing amazing things. So I'm actually going to link that Twitter thread because I actually discovered some artists that I hadn't heard of before. So I would say for everyone that's outraged, let don't let our out- outrage push this thing to number one. <laughs> exactly. Instead, <laughs> let's use it to highlight amazing like Black women artists that are doing like amazing things. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, don't get me started. I just cannot. <laughs> it's because we don't want to talk about it because it's just it is such a train wreck. That what I will say, say it, go for it. Might be a bit controversial, mm-hmm. but black people are co-signing on this thing. Some, some. That's what that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that was such a loaded silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We are giving we are, okay. Some of us, yeah. yeah. Some black people are giving the stamp of stamp of approval. Yeah. For nonsense like yeah. this. That's all. 
I think you've said enough. I've yeah. said enough. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just will, let, let me just turn this into a public service announcement. So That's as it. I said, I will put a link to MDK's thread um, in the podcast description. So do go and have a look because as I said, there's some like great artists out there um, that we should be highlighting rather than taking all of our, you know, outrage and energy being sucked up by appropriators and those that yeah. wish to disrupt our peace. However, um, it's it's funny, but it's not funny at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> well, true. I, I was going to say, actually, <laughs> something slightly different. Um, I saw a thread about it and basically it was like, who is your favourite cultural appropriator artist? <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I have one. <laughs> we all who's, do. Who's we yours? Do. You go first. Well, so the, I feel like they're in two groups. There's what you call, you know, the blue-eyed soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're not. People. I don't think, I don't, they're not yeah, appropriators They're just like, me. you know. They're appreciators. Yes, who, who do, who sing really well and, you yeah. know, you enjoy their content and everything. Like yeah. um, Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sorry a sweet freedom I'm, I'm gonna hold on to that song forever <laughs> <laughs> but okay so now you've got me thinking um should i, should I, don't I go know. with my one i can't yeah you go i'm sorry it's the the queen of the appropriators gwen stefani because you know why <laughs> oh <laughs> when she yeah. appropriates from all over the place <laughs> yeah she does so and yeah. also She's like an equal equal opportunities opportunities appropriator, and she's got yeah. some really she's got she's got the bangers she's got the hits to to, to back it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh yeah, we kind of like Gwen, don't yeah. we? Um, my favorite song of hers is um oh um, I think it's I think it's called um luxurious. Um, yeah, I know yeah, that one, but yeah. I just I like a bit of Gwen Stefani. I'm not gonna lie, so. Gosh, she really yeah. did a lot. She though, did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like she wore, like she had like a bindi. You know, like in No Doubt, she had like a bindi. She wore um on on her forehead, yeah. which um is from the um Indian and Asian community. She's um she's done. Is it like um chola like for like um Latinas, where she kind of like did that aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, she's done the mm. black aesthetic. She's done the Caribbean. She's done yeah. the Caribbean. Oh yes, aesthetic. she did. She had like a, she had like a kind of reggae song. Yes, she on did. That and album. she wore the colors. She went all yeah, the way yeah. with everything. Um, and yeah. she's done like you know the the black thing as well. Like you know, so yeah, yeah. I I just like you said, she's she's an equal opportunity um, appropriator. She covered all the <laughs> all the sides of the globe. Well, at least <laughs> I don't know. I feel like at least. Gwen, I don't know how to complete that sentence, but at least Gwen. At least, I don't know. I always knew Gwen was a white woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, people can complete that. So at least Gwen yeah, something. Yeah, in the gaps. But some of these other people, you're just yeah. like. And you know what? And to be fair, one of my favorite yeah. artists, yeah. Adele, is back. So, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, she's yeah. come back with her new album just in time for, you know, the sad season. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to oh, it I'm yet. ready to just like be in my big jumper, eat loads of food and just like. 
But are we not tired I'm of not the tired. same formula? I know in the group chat, because we me, me and Jay in the same <laughs> yeah. group chat, which always gives me jokes. Um, <laughs> but in the group... Oh, in the group chat, I know that um, people were saying that they're like tired. Like, isn't it time for her to like, just like, just let it go. But yeah, I'm not tired. Uh, you see, I haven't even listened to her new single yet. So I think I am tired. Are you? I'm not, actually, no, I'm not. But I haven't listened to her new single yet because I'm, I'm just not. I'm like, I'll listen to it. When I get round to it, I'm not in a rush. Ah, I hear, I hear. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have to just see how it goes. But I like a yeah. bit of bit of Gwen. Okay, let's let's move on to highlights of the week. Okay, Jay. Um, as you know, you know the drill. Highlight of the week. What do you want to bring a spotlight to? What do you want to share with the listeners? Um, so highlight of my week um, was the one fifty four art fair at at Somerset House. Oh, nice! So it's so it's kind of like their eighth year of um, taking over Somerset House, and it's it's an art fair um, that pre well, it's actually predominantly um, for artists and artwork from. Um, the African diaspora, so contemporary African art. And so you can go there, you can view art, you can buy, you can buy art. So it's just a really great, like, weekend of just art, really. And yeah, so I had, this is one of, I had a great year, I would say. A lot of really new artists that I discovered, Mm. a lot of new galleries I discovered, and actually got to speak to quite a few of the gallery owners and just talked about um, about the process of buying art and investing in art. So, so yeah, it was an interesting year. And I think it's something that definitely, like, I've seen Black people do more, like, talking about art, purchasing art as an investment, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the process is kind of, like, shrouded in, I don't know, secrecy because... You know, when you think about it, I guess people just think, oh, you need a lot of money mm. to buy art. But it's actually when you start talking to people, you actually don't need a huge amount of money and there's different ways to do it. So, yeah, it was a very eye-opening um, weekend at, at um, 154. And people can see highlights from that on your social media? Yes, you can see highlights from... Um, Seikiri Art Guide on Instagram where I highlighted some of um, our favourite artists and just kind of um, artists to keep an eye on. Um, I also highlighted some NFT artists as well, which is interesting. a a completely new um, game-changing way of purchasing art as well. So, yeah, lots of interesting stuff on Seikiri Art Guide. Okay, and I think maybe you need to come back and let's talk about NFTs because it's it's yes. something that yeah. is so interesting because, like you said, it can mix, like, art, music, memes, entertainment with the world of, like, and, and tech, tech yeah, and blockchains really and stuff like that. It's all yeah, really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Very. Okay. Um, I, do I have a highlight of the week this week? 
Um, no, well, I feel like I've not prepared, so I've not thought of one. It's a short episode. We've, we've kept it like nice and compact and everything. Um, we've come to the end. So, Jay, where can the good people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at SeiKiriArtGuide, where I post um, art exhibitions and just artwork and interview with artists and just everything art related that's going on in London. Um, and as always, you can find Colour Out The Box on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Colour Out The Box. Use the hashtag. Um, visit our website, which we have our blog. And this week's homework is to make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter. Um, I honestly have a bit of fun over on Twitter. That's where I kind of just like, you know, let out my thoughts. Um, I have a thread <laughs> about Insecure. <laughs> I often get caught up in topics, join conversations. So please do use the hashtag. I check it every single week just to see if there's any like comments. So I'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and also what you think <laughs> of what we discussed today. <laughs> Who is your favorite appropriator? <laughs> this is a safe space you can share. <laughs> there's a few other people I wanted to mention, but we won't go into that maybe i'll do like uh, an episode <laughs> yeah there's I, i've got a few people but i think they're too controversial or the queen pink yeah um no pink. <laughs> she fooled us <laughs> she fooled me <laughs> fool me once fool me twice i thought she was i thought she was a woman of color from that first yeah. video she did was it there she goes there she goes yeah there she goes look good I thought she was a woman of colour I feel like we need to take a deeper dive into this so we will be back (laughs) as I said make sure you are subscribed to the podcast if you like it leave a review Um, if you really like it leave um, sorry leave a rating if you really like it leave a review I'd love to hear from you okay until next time bye Hi.